Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man in the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. Hello, hello to everyone. How are you? I am great. I missed all your faces Uh-oh. and the inviting. <laughs> None of that. Uh, we've got Scott. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Grand thank Rich, Adam. Hello. And Emma. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. Right, uh, we are recording on uh, Thursday, just a couple of hours after the Champions League draw. So um, we'll have a little quick draw, uh, go through the Champions League draw for the group stages. Uh, drawn thanks to Didier Drogba, or Bunny Colvin as he's fast turning into. Um, do we want to talk about just the English teams or has anyone got anything else they want to mention on there as well? God uh, forbid we talk about foreign teams. Well, I'm just thinking of... T- all right we have to talk about those foreign teams don't we chris we do i'm just thinking none of us want to be here all night and and our listenership is consumed mainly within the united kingdom so all right we won't be if you don't talk about the iranian league or mls or a league group a bayern atletico salzburg uh locomotive moscow um are we just going for bayern and atleti in that group all right Group B, Real Madrid, Shakhtar, Donetsk, uh, Inter, weirdly, who were in pot three, uh, and Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, I get the feeling that could be a little bit closer. What does anybody else think? No. So, is it Inter and... You don't think Conte in the Champions League, he fancies a bit of a choke? Not really, but... He probably will balls it up in one of the two games, like he previously has. He will yeah. moan about something. He'll moan about the wind, the amount of subs he's got on the bench, his, his dodgy hairline, which is fake. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Group C, Porto, Manchester City, Olympiacos, Marseille. Uh, is that Manchester City and one of three others, or are we doing Porto down here? Can we say that after the Leicester debacle? Is that was that a one-off game or in Champions yeah. League is a procession of six of them, isn't it? So, what do you reckon, Adam? I've already told you who's going to be in the last sixteen. We did this in the group chat. Yeah, but all of them. Our listeners aren't in the group chat. Well, um, the the tone of the group chat was that this the last that the group stages of the Champions League are pointless because it's already pretty much predetermined. Uh. I don't think last season many people would have put Leon and Atalanta to get me on the group stages. So we played how many games to get two teams that we might maybe might not have expected? Okay, anyone other than Adam want to answer about Group C then? Or is it just Manchester City and three others? I think this is actually a fun group. I mean, this like 
sure, Man City maybe is a little bit overstuffed with money, um, De Bruyne, but it's not like the other teams are so far below them. So this is, I'd look forward to watching this one if I didn't have to search 97 different streams. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Group D, Liverpool, Ajax, Atalanta, and... Not Midgetland, is it? Midgetland, or whatever they're called. Midgetland. Midgetland. Midgetland sounds far more fun. You were going to botch it anyway, weren't you? I think I was. Um, Okay, is this Liverpool and Atalanta going through, or can anyone see a surprise coming from elsewhere? Atalanta and Ajax. Oh, you reckon, do you? It could be. Why do you think that? Just as a wind-up for me, or you think genuinely Liverpool won't get through? Maybe. Um... Arsenal, uh, sorry, Liverpool got flaws. It was shown in the Arsenal game. It's been shown all season, especially in the, in the Leeds game. They can be got up. They can be got up. And those are the two teams who like to play football. Yeah. And I could see an upset happening. I could be. I could be horrifically wrong. You might not be. You might not be. Uh, Sevilla, Chelsea, uh, Krasnodar, Ren, um, Emma. Uh, I think Chelsea might struggle in this because I think Sevilla obviously are. Uh, uh, got excellent pedigree, and I think Ren are uh, they're doing fairly well in France at the moment. I think, and they got Camavinga as well. So I don't think it's as easy for Chelsea as some people were thinking. Uh, well, Sevilla have excellent pedigree in the Europa League, not so much in the Champions League, but they will probably certainly go through, and they'll beat Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. You think Chelsea get the second place? Uh, if they learn to defend. Perhaps. Okay. Uh, group F, Senate to Petersburg, uh, Brussels, Dortmund, Lazio and Club Brugge. Um, that's a tough little group, isn't it? It is, especially if you watched Lazio play Atalanta last night, as probably me and you did, Chris. Um, they might struggle. They've got a lot of injuries at the moment, so it could be Zenit and Dortmund. But uh, Haaland, if he's on form, he'll probably hit a, a hat four against Lazio and Club Brugge. Yes, um, they weren't great at defending last night. I think um, it was Patrick, wasn't it, who was playing defence for them. I don't think he had the best of games. No, he, he came on. So who got injured? I think it may have been Radu got injured. They've got the Cherby hasn't been at his greatest. So they can be got up. But yeah, they might struggle in that group. Okay, uh, Group G, Juventus, Barcelona, Dinamo, Kiev and Ferenc Varos. Um, Jesse, that's... that Jesse, sorry. Emma, sorry. Oh, uh, the same, really? Like... <laughs> Uh, right. <laughs> Both babes. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's going to be procession for you, hasn't it? What on earth makes you think that? <laughs> You're Barcelona. Come on, bit of bit of umph about yourselves. You've started well with that um, first game on when was it? Sunday night, wasn't it? Against a team who didn't do any defending whatsoever. Yeah, (laughs) it's all great stuff. But how cute is Ansu Fati anyway? I mean, (laughs) he's the best. He makes everybody feel like we've done nothing with our lives because he's (laughs) so young and so adorable and so talented. And what else do you need? That's the best right. The best right back in the world is just signed. Yeah, so Gina Dest. Oh, that was to wind up Chris, but... <laughs> um, yeah, Barcelona and Juventus, that's going to be two, isn't it? The worst thing about this whole draw is the fact that it's Messi versus Ronaldo, and we won't need the end of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
And finally, Group H, uh, Paris Saint-Germain, Manchester United, RB Leipzig and Istanbul Besiktas. So that's um, uh, Qatar, uh, Red Bull and um, Erdogan versus Manchester United. That's a lovely little group to be in, isn't it? Is it Chevrolet they're sponsored by? Uh, Manchester United, I think it is, isn't it? I can't yes. remember these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a tough group for Manchester United, isn't it? They all struggle. Mm. I think you're right. I think they will. Okay, right. So, uh, that was done earlier on this evening. So, we'll go to the Premier League games from Monday night. Start off 6 o'clock. Fulham nil, Aston Villa 3. Jack Grealish, Tyron Mings and Conor Harahan. Um, including last season, Aston Villa are unbeaten in 8, including 6 wins. Uh, Fulham have conceded 10 in 3 games. Um, it's not too early to say Fulham are doomed as yet, is it? Mm-hmm. It is too early. Tony Khan certainly thinks so. He put out an apology on Twitter, didn't he? What do we think about that? He should get a someone in to do that sort of work because he's been doing the AEW wrestling. He needs someone to help him out a little bit. Yeah. So all his attention has been focusing on that in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. How so would you... if he Sorry, so God. if he so if he can get someone in to help him out on the Fulham side, I don't know if it's going to be any better because they started appallingly and they got absolutely walloped by Brentford tonight in the Carabao, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, Adam, how do you feel if you were Scott Parker and you saw that tweet? Would you feel a bit undermined? I mean, Fulham are still rubbish. They're going to be rubbish no matter what happens. Yeah. 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 The tweet. The tweet. I, I, I don't think it's about how Scott Parker would feel. Maybe it's about how the existing players would feel. But we all thought Fulham were going to probably be twentieth anyway. I don't. It's not going to make a huge amount of difference. No. Okay, uh, and in the eight o'clock kickoff, it was Liverpool three, Arsenal one. Um, Alexander Lacazette um, gave Arsenal the lead, and then uh, Sadio Mane, um, Andy Robertson, and Diogo Jota scored on his debut. Um, Scott, you got your hand in the air. I know you're a Liverpool fan. Mm-hmm. Sadio Mane should have been sent off, shouldn't he? Oh, most definitely. Yes, yeah. I don't think anyone yeah. can particularly argue with that. No, I did see some Liverpool fans on the social saying, oh, it should have been a yellow, but if that was the other way round, it would have been first to jump up and shout at the TV screaming tweet, wouldn't they? Yeah, no, you're right, it should have been. Um, this game's probably going to be remembered mostly for what happened after the game with Roy Keane and, and Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> I, I, I take it we've all seen that, have we? I yeah? have not. You have not. OK, so, uh, post-match interview, uh, Jürgen Klopp is stood at the side of the pitch and in the studio you've got TV presenter Roy Keane and Jamie Carragher. Um... Keane and Carragher are doing their little bit, talk about how they thought the game went. Um, Roy Keane used the word sloppy, which uh, Jürgen heard and picked up on and took exception to with Roy. I don't think he took exception to it in as aggressive a way as has been reported. I think he picked up the word, the use of the word sloppy and he denied that the, it was a sloppy performance. Roy said that he thought there were aspects of the game that were sloppy. I mean, you could just got to look at the Andy Robertson error for the Lacazette goal so yeah I think you know Roy Keane did have a point but I think maybe after that Liverpool were sort of on top was anyone team Roy or team Jürgen in this not like Jürgen Klopp to be passive aggressive I don't think he was does anyone think he was passive aggressive it's not like him to be precious about these things is it he does have it in him if you watched him when he was at Borussia Dortmund against Napoli about seven years ago and a few other times he's had a go at people Jesse save me um, I could save you by saying that he, you know, unlike Mourinho, for one, 
um, will stand by or stand behind his players, and that's a lovely thing. Um, I could say, like, maybe pick your battles, and maybe this was not the one to pick. Yeah. Um, so there you go. You could have either one of those, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. You make a <laughs> tremendous politician. Uh, Mikel Arteta said after the game, um, we weren't in it uh, for big parts of the game. So I think he sort of conceded that they weren't the better team. Um, and Ooh, Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm recording it, but what's happening? What happened? Because Adam's face there. Combined with it, found it. This was for, I know that a podcast is not visual, but Emma's squeal happened at the exact same time as Adam's facial expression. And it was like watching um, a bad dubbing. And it was delightful. <laughs> <laughs> so what's happening, guys? Uh, the very wonderfully talented Ansu Fati just scored. <gasps> hey! <laughs> Why is Adam making that face though? Um, I mean, he might. Have... I mean, <laughs> don't know if he. I, I not thought that was a side, but it's not. Yeah, I thought. It was oh. of the defender. I just seen okay. it as well. Yes, I forgot that was on. Right. Okay. Um, sure. Arsenal under Mikel Arteta, they dropped eighteen points from winning positions, which is the most of anybody in the Premier League since he's been Arsenal manager. That's obviously a cause for concern that he needs to work on, isn't it, Scott? It's a work in progress. It's a new team he's sort of built for this season. Um, to be honest, it's Arsenal, isn't it? They get yeah, that's ho- not indicative of Mikel Arteta's that's, team. That's been indicative of Arsenal for five years. That's what yeah. they do, is it? Yeah, they get your hopes up. It's all what football teams do to you anyway. Jesse could probably tell you. I could tell you, and you can t- as well, Chris. But it's as long as they sort. The trick sort... is to never get in winning positions. Yeah, <laughs> if, they sort, if they just get the right people in and sort out the defence and just cut out stupid errors and don't do stupid transfer deals with Arsenal, with either Chelsea or Barcelona and inflated transfer prices. But he's had plenty of time to work on this. He had three months or however long they were training after lockdown. He's had... Um... It's, it's probably about three weeks. You think... I can't remember how long it was. It seems so long ago now. So they started in mid-May and the season started in probably middle of June. Okay. And he's got... Remember who is playing centre-back for Arsenal? Looks like Sideshow Bob. He's not starting them, is he? I don't know. I haven't seen enough of Arsenal. On Monday, to... Did he? Okay. Regardless about this, isn't this is as much about? There's only so much of that you can do on a training pitch, right? This is about mentality, not about technique. Yeah. Okay. Um, right, Carabao Cup then Tuesday. Uh, we've got um, Tottenham one, Chelsea one. Uh, I think. Chelsea took the lead, didn't they? And Spurs came from behind. Was it Lamella that scored? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Lucas Moore. Yeah, okay. Uh, Spurs won 5-4 on penalties. Right, what are we talking about first? Are we talking about Eric Dyer going to the toilet, Jose Mourinho and Frank Lampard? Oh, or <laughs> what do we want to talk about first, Jesse? This is your team. You choose. Okay, so unpo- this is why... And just uh, the pop this on the list of reasons why I have to leave this country because this was not available to me to watch. So I was relying on a very lovely friend who is holding his phone up in the air and showing me his screen. This is how we (laughs) live in the year 2020. Um, Thus, I don't really have the best of uh, vantage points. Um, For example, I did not realize where Eric Dyer was going (laughs) at the time. 
Um, but I, we, we just did not, I mean, yes, am I delighted that we won? I, I don't know, actually, because I don't know if we deserved it. We did not play well, and we haven't been playing well. We play, you know, we're finally playing like a Mourinho team, and that's just disappointing. Yeah. Okay. Um, Eric Dyer likes leaving the pitch in dramatic ways, doesn't he, Emma? <laughs> yeah, at least he wasn't, you know, charging into the stand this time. <laughs> was not called up for somebody. Delhi is back today. Dyer is on the bench. Have we got to feel sorry for Mason Mount, who, having missed his penalty, was immediately consoled by uh, Eric Dyer with a pat to the head? Um, one can only hope Eric Dyer knows sanitisation and hygiene. Oh. Come on, I think he washed his hands. He would have washed his hands. You think? You don't think, yes. you don't think he ran straight off the pitch and ran straight back on again? In these times? Yeah, in these times. He's probably running as fast it's as he can. Time. It's like the first thing you learn in preschool. Yes. It is the first thing you learn in preschool. Normally you're not in the middle of a football match going to the toilet, though, so maybe he just ran straight off again. Is this something you just want to just pick up on I just to start I, an I, argument? I don't know about you guys, but I can't move for hand sanitizer. It's everywhere. We, yes, yeah, but you've normally got time to use the hand sanitizer. Maybe. Can everybody just, like, agree to tell all of our very, very many listeners that it's very important to wash your hands? It is very important to wash your hands. Yes. I'm just wondering whether Eric Dyer had the time and wherewithal to wash his hands in that high-pressure situation. That was my thought. And as a yes. consequence, feeling sorry for Mason Mount, who was consoled. All the penalties were put down to one side, weren't they? They're all down to the, both the keeper's right-hand side, weirdly enough, apart from a couple. When you're watching on somebody else's phone, by the way, that's the left side, just so you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Frank Lampard and Jose Mourinho... Did you, just say, did you just say all of them and then apart from a couple? Yes. I wanted to pick up from that. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. some of them. Some of them went to one yes. side. It was very much most of them. I think it was all of them up to... Up to... <laughs> so all of them going to one side doesn't mean some to... of them going to the other side either. All of them up to, I think, Harry Kane's were down the key, to the keeper's right. I think Kane was the first one that hit it to the keeper's left. So everyone was going to the others were going to the left to the left. <laughs> you, so, didn't get, you didn't you didn't get that, did you? We're going to the wall is what he was saying. Okay, Jose Mourinho and Frank Lampard had words as well, didn't they? Um, now I was accused this week of having an anti-Frank Lampard agenda, and seeing as I was accused of it, I might as well have one. Uh, so is he feeling the? pressure of uh being a high profile position or is he just sticking up for himself emma were they arguing about his poor fashion sense <laughs> with cargo trousers mm. <laughs> he's dressed like all saints from the late 90s wasn't he um it's not a good look <laughs> no uh quite possibly i think josie had a little sort of barbed comment to him afterwards um about the fact that sorry we're, we're... The important issue, Emma, was he really wearing cargo trousers? Oh, he really was, yeah. Like, who needs that many pockets? <laughs> was it it's how, it's how I imagine Chris looks like on a day out with his family for their cargo shorts. <laughs> so was it a scene out of Never Ever or The Shores, as you said, All Saints <laughs> earlier? Pure Shores. Uh, yeah, maybe his trousers never have felt so low, but... Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a weird thing. But yeah, Josie had a little sort of barb afterwards saying he looked so sad sat down at 3-0 at West Brom, didn't he? Um, which was obviously a sort of backhanded compliment, very much so. But yeah, uh, Frank Lampard, he's, get, he's getting into a few spats on the touchline. Jurgen Klopp before the end of last season, this one now. Um, 
this is some sort of code Frank has got or something, isn't it? It's almost like um, his opponents don't take him seriously. <laughs> you think? Hmm. Or you think he feels he's got to overcompensate for the fact he's new and has to sort of appear very alpha male? He's wearing cargo trousers. He's overcompensating for something. <laughs> alpha male. Yeah. Big cargo pocket. trousers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesse, are you a fan of uh, Jose Mourinho and his assistant arm in arm skipping down the, the tunnel afterwards as soon as the game was won? I'm not, I'm truly, I'm not a fan of Jose Mourinho doing anything and also social distance and also every time we win, the very first thought in my head is, ugh, now we're not going to fire him. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, All right, other Carabao Cup games uh, that took place on Wednesday night, um, Bobby Newport won Newcastle, won Newcastle, win 5-4 on penalties. Did you say Bobby Newport? I did say Bobby Newport. Uh, Burnley nil, Manchester City 3 um, Kevin De Bruyne, Raheem Sterling and Fernandinho all started which is very risky and Liverpool are starting with Mo Salah and Virgil van Dijk tonight all going to be arrested for the weekend yeah remember that for your fantasy it's, teams it's Pep and his fantasy football team isn't it <laughs> uh, Brighton nil, Manchester City 3 with a rather lovely uh, Paul Pogba free kit although apparently it was deflected Scott, can I also say um, for Adam's sake Paul Pogba looking like Joffre Archer with a one sleeve up did you notice that, Adam? Did he, oh, did he have like a Daniel De Rossi look going on? He had the one sleeve. Like, Joffre Archer has like the one sleeve with um, like to support. Yeah. So he had that going on yesterday. Okay. Uh, finally, Adam. Uh, Everton four, West Ham United one. Dominic Calvert Lewin with another hat trick. Um, and uh, uh, do you want to talk about that? His first goal. So just the the Carabao Cup's brilliant. Anyone who said it shouldn't be played is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Bring, bring on the quarterfinals is what I say. Any message for uh, the host of our Sunday show who has not particularly rated Dominic Calvert-Lewin for quite some time? I'm not going to be a hypocrite. <laughs> he's doing very well. I'm just my, He's in my fancy team and my hope, or my, my sort of fear, sorry, not my hope, sorry. My fear is that all these, all these goals for the season are going to take place in September and October. Which I sincerely hope they don't. I don't think that's how that works. When teams win the league, they have got players who score goals all throughout the season. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Uh, and a quick word for the... Yeah, um... your, the men and the women won, like, big the last two weeks. Yeah, unlike unlike other teams in Liverpool, we take it seriously, Jesse. It's very true. Wow. Well, no, it's a very, very, very well, fair point. Um, and Hammers' assist for Richardson was lovely, wasn't it? It was. It was, yeah. Okay. Oh, also, they've lost Richarlison and Alan. Yes, they have. Alan's out for about six weeks or so, they reckon, don't they? Oh, that's a big blow. Yeah. Big problem. Yeah. So, who's going to replace him in midfield? Have you heard of Tom Davis? And, oh, this, and this wonderful fashion sense. I was going to say, I've got a bit of a sort of... Dominic Calvert-Lewin's a very handsome man, isn't he? Him and Tom Davis, are they the two most handsome footballers in the Premier League? What? I'm no. sorry, did you say Tom Davis? He yeah. did, the same Tom Davis. Have you seen their photos of them themselves out and about? Have, and have the... you seen? This, is the, you this is the photo I've... You have, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I absolutely have, yeah. It, it's um, unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... I think... 
Yeah, also, have you ever seen Hector Bellerin? I mean, hold just on. throwing Tom, out there. But hold on, Tom Davis isn't even the most handsome midfielder in the Everton team. Is that, yeah. is that Gilfie? No. Is that Mr. Gomez? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you your eyes don't work, which they clearly don't, if you think Tom Davis is better looking than Andre Gomez. No, I don't... OK, maybe better looking is the wrong way, but they both got the... Dominic Calvert-Lewin and um, Tom Davis have both got the air of uh, Kensington art students about them. Tom Davis is a 25-year-old or 20-something-year-old man who goes around goes around Liverpool on a skateboard. He's a millionaire. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? See, Maybe he's an environmental. Wait, yes. I will give you Calvert-Lewin, but I feel like now the entire group chat, and I'm going to be fine with this, is just everybody sending Chris like, what about him? What about him? Again. <laughs> We'll do it off pod. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, okay, right, some transfers that have taken place this week. Um, Lucas Paqueta has gone to Lyon for £18.2 million, Scott. Yes, he has. He probably wouldn't have fitted in in AC Milan's midfield as the Andre Pirlo lookalike is now slotted into that midfield. That's a real funny case, though, because he started so well, didn't he? He did, but it didn't really materialise to anything. No. Okay. It was all. It was all hype. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping he'll get on a lot better at uh, at Lille. He's a good player, isn't he? He is. It just didn't work out for him at all. No. Uh, Adam Ola Lookman has gone from RB Leipzig to Fulham on loan. Adam, um, Everton legend. What legend? Oh, Everton player then. He was technically he was once at one point an Everton player, yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of Everton legends, Ross Barkley's on from Chelsea to Aston Villa on loan. What do you make of that? Oh, that's an annoyingly good. I think that's a good sub, uh, good substitution. That's not what they're called. <laughs> yeah. Um, because he's he's a good player. He's far too good for Aston Villa, and he can play centrally. He can play out wide. Allowing them to do whatever the opposite with whatever they want to do with Grealish. Okay. Um, in some sort of weird swap, but not swap deal. So Ruben Diaz has gone from Benfica to Manchester City for sixty-two million pounds, but Nicolas Otamendi has gone the other way for thirteen point six million. Anyone, anyone got any comments on that? Yes. Yes. yes gone. Everyone, explain to me using words in any language in what universe anyone would pay any money. For Nicolas Otamendi. <laughs> it makes no sense. Two words. Can you... yeah. Yeah. I also Creative think... accounting. They were my two words. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They are literally my two words. The certificate up there says so. <laughs> the man adds, he, he, he is a minus. He adds nothing except for poor facial hair. And and red cards and Chris once and... told me he was the most handsome defender in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he may be my least favorite Argentinian. That is saying so much. He's not. He. I. Well, I am bearing in mind this is a country I that used... thought somebody would pay money for him. Bearing in mind this was a country that had a military junta for many years. That's a hell of a call. Ah, oh, God. I just don't. I don't understand when he appears on a team. My brain misfires <laughs> i would rather have i mean give me like a um i don't know 
give me Landon Donovan's great grandmother's dentist, and I will put her in defense and take it over Otamendi. Yes, Scott. <laughs> Who's his uh, central part, central defensive partner now at Benfica? Otamendi. Oh, M and F. Jan Vertonghen, Jan the man. <laughs> what a dream! What a dream team them two could be. Uh, also this week in transfers, uh, Cater Bowdy has gone from Monaco to Sampdoria on loan. Uh, Loris Carius has gone to Union Berlin on loan from Liverpool. Um, Scott, uh, Kevin Prince Boateng go from Fiorentina to Monza. Um, Berlusconi. Berlusconi. Yeah, there you go. That's all you need to know about that. <laughs> it's the bunga bunga parties. That's a hell of a come down from Barcelona last season, isn't it? Yeah, these part of that project. I want them get them to get them promoted. See what happens. It could end up in failure. Well, they Serie B, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Bits and bobs of fixtures this weekend. I'm not doing league tables because it's still too early to do league tables. I think so. Uh, in Spain, um, Atleti take on Villarreal. Barcelona play Sevilla, and Levante play Real Madrid. Emma, talk us through those fixtures. Um, I mean, I'm currently watching the current Barcelona fixtures. So <laughs> <laughs> um. Run me through them again. Uh, Athletic and Madrid versus Villarreal. Okay. Uh, Barcelona um, versus Sevilla and Levante Real Madrid. Villarreal cannot defend to save their lives. No, they were quite poor. Luckily. Because Unai Emery still won't learn a lesson about how to serve a team to play defensively. God bless him. Uh, Barcelona it's the will... knockout stages of a Euro- New York League. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very specific window. <laughs> That's his time to shine. Um, Barcelona will probably lose to Sevilla. Um, and Real Madrid will almost certainly win by a dodgy penalty. <laughs> because that's what they do. Are you sure? Yeah, okay. So you're at home, aren't you? Does that make any difference for no fans? It makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. <laughs> okay. Uh, in Italy, Scott... Uh, it... Sorry, can I ask Emma a question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Sergio Roberto really going to go... If they... Well, <laughs> will they stop him and will he go? I feel like this is a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to, but... Yeah. Um, I hope so. You do... <laughs> I, I've never wished for anything more. Um, <laughs> Doesn't he play every position for you apart from goalkeeper? But he doesn't play any of them well. He's hold, a on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to test out that hypothesis of never wished for anything more. Um, what if, what if Atleti were to give you back the Antonio Griezmann money? Oh, I hate you. <laughs> or Liverpool giving back the Felipe yeah, Coutinho money. Or Liverpool money. give back the Coutinho money. Well, we're about to give them more money because he keeps getting fucking assists. And he needs to stop that. <laughs> what if you could get rid of Griezmann or you would have to keep, or you would have to have Otamendi? Oh, um, that's that's horrible. Um, I'd rather keep Griezmann. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair. All right. Um, I would like somebody to buy Sergio Roberto and give him a lovely forever home where he can retire and go play in the fields. Uh, you have a foster dog that just isn't right for you, but you want to be very happy. That's exactly I mean, what he is. 
At this, at this rate, he's going to end up with a statue outside Camp New, so... <laughs> and I will knock it down. <laughs> is he a uh, La Masia graduate? Yes. He is, okay. That's the only reason he's still at Barcelona, and because he scored the goal in the remontada against uh, Paris Saint-Germain. It's literally the only reason he's still here. <laughs> and because he's the but what a goal. back you guys have ever had. Can we talk about the assist? <laughs> So when was Scott? Oh, just the assist. It was from Neymar. But that's the difference. There's plenty of Neymar Scott. to come later on this pod, don't worry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Scott, in Serie A, Juventus, Napoli, Lazio, Inter, um, and Atalanta, Calgary. So, yeah, briefly, that Who, fall... sorry? Who, sorry? I said Atalanta. And? Calgary. It's Calgary. Calgary. You don't pronounce the G. Okay. Well, unfortunately, this is all in Italian, but, you know, at least I can get the correct use of the word your. Anyway, um, so we'll... That doesn't work out loud. It doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) I saw your little kiss-ass favourite as well last night. Um, Yeah, so Lazio lost 4-1 to Atalanta last night. They were incredibly good, weren't they, Uh, Atalanta were? Yeah, um, they didn't play well for the first 10 minutes, and then Lazio lost their heads (laughs) due to some poor refereeing um, but yeah Atalanta were just a bit more clinical well, the second fair. goal the second goal was probably one of my favourites yeah sorry I was just going to say that immobile uh, when he went around the keeper at 3-1 yeah that just went wide yeah that could have been because um, they played each other last season October time Atalanta went into a three goal lead and it finished 3-3 okay what do you reckon to these fixtures this weekend then so Atalanta will beat Calorie even though Calorie have just signed Diego Godin and they're looking to sign Raja Nangalan. Okay. So they've got two bastards in one in midfield and one in defence. Um Juve Napoli probably end up in a draw because Roma really, really, really should have beaten Juventus last week. And Lazio Inter <sighs> That's gonna to be tough, but I can see Inter winning again because they just they just started the season really really strongly. Okay. Um, in Germany, RB Leipzig are playing Schalke, who are now David Wagnerless as he was sacked um, over the weekend after their latest defeat. Uh, Borussia Dortmund play Freiburg, and Bayern Munich are off to get a Hertha kit as they play in Berlin. Um, they're sort of quite meat and potatoes fixtures. There's nothing particularly outstanding there, is there? RB Leipzig Schalke will be quite interesting depending on how. Schalke do without Wagner but, um, and in France big game of the weekend is uh, Lyon versus Marseille um, Rudy Garcia under a little bit of pressure uh, one win in five um, currently top is Rennes who obviously are in Chelsea's Champions League group then it, uh, two points clear of Lille who are in second place on 11 points and then Montpellier who are on 10 all teams have played five points right Neymar five, and five points or five games. Five games. Uh, Neymar and Alvaro Gonzalez, um, their tete-a-tete from the classic from the classic the other week has been decided. So there are accusations of racism from both players, um, Alvaro towards Neymar, and uh, also from Neymar towards Sakai, the um, uh, the Japanese fullback that plays for Marseille. Um, it seems like a huge, great, big fudge because uh, neither player has been found guilty. Um, I think I spoke to someone from Get French Football News 
Twitter account, and I think she said it was just basically a case of uh, kicking it into the long grass and hoping it goes away. Um, anyone got anything they want to say on this? Landon Donovan. I cannot believe I brought up Landon Donovan. We're about to talk about Landon Donovan in a minute. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, Landon Donovan in a sec. Good. Can I bring him up now as an example of what should have happened? Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah, come. We'll talk about it now. Um, and I'm not usually a Landon Donovan rah-rah person, so I promise it's not because of that. But um, Landon Donovan is the manager of um, uh, oh my God, what San is Diego Loyal. What What do we call our is B? NASL. Our... Yes. Yeah, sorry. Wow. Sometimes I don't have an American brain. Um, B side team, and last week his team walked off the pitch after one of their players um, was the target of a racist slur. And last night, um, one of their players was the target of a homophobic slur. And the referee said, like, this is something that happens in football. And their players came back on after halftime and then walked off the pitch. I don't quite so... think the referee said that, did he? Because I, I looked at the audio today and I think it looked like the referee said he didn't realise that was a homophobic slur that was used. The, the other coach said this the is... Coach us. Said, yeah, yes. something in the bubble. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I think that this is the only reaction or the only action <clears throat> that I've seen that will actually do something that it's not enough to like issue bans or fines or you know have players make heartfelt kick it out whatever's make them play the game behind closed doors which does nothing right it does absolutely nothing it was a joke jesse i know i got you i'm sorry i did smile but you're right i I keep forgetting that people cannot see me the best jokes Um, are the ones you have to explain adam (laughs) (laughs) um but th- like this c- sort of consistent action and immediate action is the only thing that is going to make an impact that it that is actually addressing the fact that yeah it does happen in football and no it's not okay um, so it doesn't matter like this this sort of attempt to say well sh- yes it may have happened to Neymar but he also did something it's like when preschooler, like when my preschoolers are like, yeah, but he pushed me too. Yes, you're right, and that's not okay either. <laughs> you know, like that's a really, really stupid response. It seems like at the moment the only person that's lost out, or the only people that have lost out from this action, is San Diego because they're the ones that keep walking off the pitch and forfeiting the game, isn't it? So uh, you'd hope that something gets done from this. Yes, and yet what they have won is loyalty and respect but also their players and their fans feel safe yeah right and i think that's what really matters is this you know the ultimate aim is a community and an atmosphere of safety which is all that anybody really wants and deserves and what is happening in places where you know the the refs aren't empowered to do anything and the coaches aren't doing anything is that none of these players are safe because either they're thrown around you know really dangerous and harmful and inappropriate language or they're hearing it and they don't know what to do and it's falling on the shoulders of like individual players to take a stand and that doesn't do anything yeah thoroughly depressing as well with the comments of the opposition coach was like you know this is just soccer and the replies on twitter to the tweets 
but yeah you know what it is just soccer <clears> and that sucks <throat> like that absolutely sucks yeah exactly uh right other bits and bobs of news uh scott um chris morning's move to Roma is getting closer isn't it yeah it's getting closer probably in the next 24 to 48 hours i read okay including fossu mensa in the deal oh, okay. online that's interesting. Um, in the National League, uh, clubs are to receive uh, government aid to help kickstart the season um, to start this weekend. Uh, the final amount is to be confirmed, but they think it's enough to keep clubs going until um, what they hope is the new year, where fans are brought back in the stadium. Um, and along a similar line, a Premier League shareholders meeting, uh, they have agreed to a points per game resolution should uh, the season be curtailed only, but there's no agreement as to how many games should have been played for that to kick in. Um and at the same agreement, at the same meeting, there was no agreement on a EFL bailout. Uh, and I just want to talk to Scott because you wrote an article this week. And have you listened to the price of, or has anyone listened to the price of football podcast? It's on my to-do list for tomorrow. Okay, so you've written an article this week about obviously the obvious tragedy of all this. We've talked about it the last couple of weeks. So I don't want to go into it too much, but the um, price of football podcast talked about Premier League manager or Premier League teams' objections to helping bail out clubs. So you've got situations like Derby and Sheffield Wednesday that sold their grounds to their owners as a bid to get some money. Um something like oh is it one hundred and seven percent of all revenue championship clubs is spent on wages and I think wages, yeah. yeah. And I think Premier League clubs are concerned that this is just peeing money into a big black hole and supporting something that is in the long term unsustainable, which I can agree with. Um, mm-hmm. Premier League clubs have, have, have got a lot of bad press this week because of the fact they haven't helped us yet. Um, can you understand why they're reluctant to help Scott? Yeah, um, but if they look further down, the situation will probably get worse, worse and worse. Um, well, then we talked about other clubs going out of business and if nothing is done, it's it's just going to look really, really bad. And it could be the, the nail in the coffin for the Football League. Okay, Adam, you made faces. Yeah, why would why would a bunch of uh, oh sorry, a collective of clubs give money to competitors who are badly, like you said, who are essentially bad, that's badly run. You can't be a well-run football club when your wages alone exceed your turnover, and they're essentially people clipping at their heels. So it's like, why would the Premier League feed them? Yes, because, if, because Boris wants them to. Well, if you're at a bottom eight Premier League club, uh, there's every chance you could be in the Championship the following mm. season. So, you know, why would you vote for this? Um, there was an article this week in, I think it was 442 magazine, about um, red wall areas. So traditional Labour heartland places that voted Tory at the last election. And many of those areas now are looking at losing their football clubs. Um, so reaping what you sow and all that sort of thing. But we've, as we've talked about, like you said, multiple... T- times over the last couple of months there's there's sort of endemic things like not necessarily wrong with the the structure of lower league English football but that aren't great and really aren't uh, aren't sustainable like for a start the the number of for a start like you said the number of teams in the northwest of England just isn't really sustainable is it from in a professional manner and that's and that is, a, and all of these things are byproducts of 120 years of footballing history in this country. Yeah. Emma, do you have areas like that in Spain? Are all your teams sort of generally spread out, or are they sort of 
hotbeds of particular areas where you got sort of like a cluster of clubs? Uh, there are a lot of teams around the community of Madrid. So you've got Real, Atleti, Getafe, Leganes. Uh, 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 who am I missing? Not Valladolid. Uh, Eibar's in the Basque country. Okay, which one am I thinking of? Um, Vaya. I was thinking of Vallecano. I wanted to say Valladolid, but you're just like, that's not right. Um, <laughs> so do you have similar issues then with sustainability of lowly clubs? Uh, no, ours is better because it's regionalised. Yeah. Yeah. But you, but you, you have sh- problem. You have problems the other way, right? So you, you, you have the problem like with Abar, where when they were promoted, they were too well run to be promoted properly and get their license yep. to a professional football club. Yep. Emma, have you got any comment on uh, Clement Longley being sent off just now? Uh, every time I uh, Sadio Mane's was worse. <laughs> every time I turn around. All I've seen is Gerard yes. doing dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I just looked up. It's refreshing. <laughs> There's a moment where I just looked up at Paris and just saw PK just rolling around on the floor. I was like, ah, yes. <laughs> PK going to PK. Um, I don't think, I don't think that's a red card, by the way. I don't think it is either. PK's just got booked as well for he's moaning. Um, right, okay, Jesse, uh, Penrill and Couple of Bitadores, they beat Kono Kale 3 0, didn't they? They did. They are um, third in their group, aren't they, with one game to play? Yeah, um, Peñarol and Nacional. I'll give you that one, Chris. <laughs> uh, both of them won in their groups. But, Chris, what was the most exciting thing that happened in Uruguayan football in South America this week? Uh... That man, uh, Edinson Cavani, made the ball go where he wanted it to go. False, Chris. False. (laughs) 43-year-old El Loco Abrillo, manager of Boston River, came off his line to score a fucking goal because he (laughs) can. And he did. It was amazing. Copa Libertadores never change. Uh, And in the Asian Champions League, Al Nassar and... In the Asian Champions League, Alnasser and Persepolis are into the Asian Champions League West semi-final. So, um, oh, one of the bit. Uh, Dia Sabah, who's going to be the first Israeli to play in an Arab country. He's going to play in Dubai, which is pretty cool. Um, right, Premier League games. Uh, so, Saturday 12.30 on BT Sport. Crystal Palace, oh sorry, Chelsea versus Crystal Palace in the Ashley Cole derby. Um, Chelsea have got five straight Premier League wins versus Crystal Palace. Um... And they've got a 51.6% win rate in London derbies. So are we going for Chelsea here despite their recent struggles? Uh, Scott, back on to you oh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking, yeah, you have to, isn't it? they got to stop that sort of rot the early part of the season. But yeah. But will they? I mean, this has got sort of Roy training his team all week, standing in a long line, sort of pulled, sort of kept together with rope practicing their sort of standing in four aren't they so I don't know I can see this being a draw to be honest with you I can see Chelsea struggling a little bit as my agenda against Chelsea continues George yeah okay I was accused of having an agenda against Frank Lampard so I'm just gonna I might as well have one now so is that because of the team you support no uh, I said something bad well I didn't even think I said something bad and I was told that's because I had an agenda so anyway that's uh, 
that's that. So, uh, I, yeah, I think Palace might get a draw from this. Okay, I think Chelsea will win. Yeah. Um, Jesse, uh, Christoph, pa- uh, Wilfred Zaha, sorry, has got three goals and three assists versus Chelsea. That says most against any Premier League club. Are you siding with me or are you siding with Scott and a Chelsea win? Uh, you know I love Ryan, but I'm always happy to side against Chelsea. So, I'm going Palace and Zaha. Okay, Adam and Emma, what do you reckon? Yeah, Crystal Palace rubbish. <laughs> they started think... well. They beat Manchester United. Didn't beat Everton, though, did they? Sorry, Emma, say that again. I think Crystal Palace are going to win. Yeah, okay, but go on. You can hear the smugness in Adam's voice. <laughs> go on, Emma, why, why do you think that? Uh, because Chelsea can't defend. Yeah, do you think uh, who's it going to be? It's going to be uh, Zaha and I guess Ayu up front, isn't it? Yeah, and Zaha has pace. And which and... Thiago Silva doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely does not. No. Um, gather, he very gather... much looks thirty-seven years old. Yeah. I gather everyone's seen the memes of Thiago Silva no. over the weekend. Possibly, I can't remember. That was a long time ago. So you know the guy who went up on stage at Glassbury last year? Oh, yes, yes. Okay, that. Yes, he wore a... Zang Dave, Thiago Silva. Somebody went on stage last year wearing a PSG top with Thiago Silva on the back. Tumbleweave. Okay, right, let's move on to uh, Everton, Adam, versus Brighton at three o'clock on, on BT Sport on Saturday, the Martin Keown derby. Uh, Everton have won their last three in the Premier League. Um, Brighton have won three of their last four away. Six, six unbeaten, I believe, all season. Haven't lost a game all season, Grass. Have you not? We can say it. We can all say it. Haven't lost a game all season. See, I'm not... I'm not petty enough not to retweet a uh, picture of Jordan Henderson holding the Premier League trophy, so I, I would say it. Um, well, we don't have any players who are as bad as Jordan Henderson. Well, Tom or Davies, perhaps. Or have just had a Premier League trophy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yet, yet. Early in the season. Uh, Brighton won three of their last four away, um, and they've averaged 14.7 shots a game so far this season, which is uh, a best ever for them. So, are you worried? Is this run going to come to an end with that? Not very many because they're not doing so well. <laughs> well, two last week at least. Uh, and they scored three against Newcastle, didn't they? Yeah, but Newcastle, isn't it? Okay. No Allen, of course, for you. Um, yeah, that's not ideal. But um, still, have, still got hammers, haven't we? So. Yeah, you're still quite confident in this. Uh, Jesse Scott or Emma, any of you going to bring him down, down to earth? No, not really. Everton win. Comfortable. Yeah, okay. Jesse, Emma? Oh, Everton are going to win. Yeah. Absolutely. They already won. They've got this. There's no point even playing the game. Yep. <laughs> um... Right, okay, what else have we got? Okay, Leeds versus Manchester City, uh, half past five on Saturday on Sky in the God Derby. Um, this is Bielsa versus Pep. It's the fourth time they've met. Um, they met three times in one season, I think, in Spain, didn't they, Emma, where Pep won two, drew one. Uh, if you are telling me that, I might double-check it. I <laughs> just believe it off the bat. Are you, are you saying you don't believe in the bit of paper, Emma? Do you know what? I... I, I don't. I think it's twice in the season and once it's twice in the league and once in the Copa del Rey that um, that you met. 
you're guessing though, aren't you? You're guessing. Now I remember from earlier on. Probably, but you're guessing. No. When when in the Copa del Rey, Chris? Because the Copa del Rey is two-legged, isn't it? Uh, I'm not totally sure when, but I think it was the 2011-12 season. Yeah, it's because it was in the final. <laughs> Might well be. <laughs> anyway, that's what it said. Um, Leeds are looking for uh, a third successive win. City lost, of course, last week 5-2 to um, Leicester. Um, and Leeds have won their last five Premier League games versus Manchester City. <laughs> That's probably a very pointless stat. Um, that is going back to 03 <laughs> That's going back to. <laughs> Who was manager of Manchester City at the time? Keegan. It probably would be Keegan probably, or Pierce. It might have even been before. Might have even been pre-Keegan. When... No, Keegan was after England, wasn't it? And he resigned from England in 2000. So it was probably Joe Royal. <laughs> so yeah, you're going back to the who's early noughties. Who's the manager of Leeds? Is it Peter Reid? The, when they oh, went be, down, that had been like Eddie Gray, Terry it been O'Leary, Terry. No, before after then, Terry Vegetables. Yeah, could have been Venables. Peter Reid. Why would it have been? No, it wouldn't have been before O'Leary. After O'Leary. Yeah, he left, didn't he? Just as it all started going south, and then yeah, you've got like Eddie Gray. What's that? Two and a bit seasons. Talking about that's two and a half seasons so you'd have had Eddie Gray Terry Venables Peter Reid maybe not yeah maybe right okay um, City have lost one out of 35 versus promoted teams that was Norwich last season uh, can anyone see um, Bielsa getting one up on Pep depends if Pep overthinks things again do you think do you think he will because he's coming up against Bielsa do you think yes. he's going to try and do something yes, he's going to play like 2-7 one one. <laughs> okay. Can we, can we all remember for, that Leeds can't defend for shit? No command city. That, it, I'm not. I'm not saying it won't be a good game. <laughs> but I suggest that the attacking talent on one team is maybe slightly better than on the other. Okay. Um, Jesse, what do you reckon? And I'll leave it like that. So Ross can draw his own conclusions about what we're talking, <laughs> how we feel about Pablo Hernandez and and um, Padre Padre Bamford. <laughs> Jesse, what do you reckon? Jesse's on mute. What do you reckon? I think being on mute is probably like a sign that I should not say anything about Leeds. Okay, Emma. Then what do you reckon? Uh, I think it would be a draw. Yeah. What high-scoring draw? Yeah, because both teams are pretty rubbish at defending. Eight or would you like That's that? That's the dream. I think Russ would have a cardiac arrest if that happened. <laughs> but he'd love every minute. He wouldn't. No. <laughs> the length, the air would be blue. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, Newcastle versus Burnley, uh, 8 o'clock on Sky uh, on Saturday night. So Alan Samaxman could be back. Um, Newcastle this season, three shots on target, three goals. Uh, and Burnley lost their first two. So as prolific as Newcastle have been and as terrible Burnley has been, can we see a uh, Newcastle win? they they did struggle yesterday yeah the the wheels are coming off at Burnley and I don't think that Dyche is happy and as someone who sat and watched his team lose 3-0 to Southampton and have his manager refuse to make any substitutions I can tell you that when a manager starts to do that it's never a good sign did you see him shout at Raheem Sterling this week telling him he spends too much time on the floor Um, the pitch side microphone picked it up but this was after Raheem Sterling actually made a sliding tackle so it was completely the wrong context in which to accuse him of diving 
I did see his post-match interview last night on Sky Sports News. It sounds, it's not going to end well at Burnley. He want, I think he he needs signings, and he sounds like he's not getting the back in. Yeah. Okay. And uh, as Adam said, it's just yeah, the wheels are coming off. Um. Okay, on Sunday, Leicester versus West Ham in the Rufus Brevet Derby's on BT Sport at noon. Uh, Emma, um, Leicester have won their first three Premier League games this season, uh, although they have had five penalties to help them along their way. Um, Leicester did the double over West Ham last season, and West Ham in their last 11 Premier League games have won one, drawn two, lost eight. Has this got Leicester written all over it? Yeah, West Ham are rubbish, and we don't want good things for them. But they throw in the occasional good result, like they did last weekend. 4 0, I think. Or that doesn't mean that they're a good team. No. A stop, a broken clock's right twice a day, right? I mean, it, it, these things happen. Okay. Is Jeff- the boys back in? Sorry? Oh, is he allowed to... Yeah, is he allowed to come back in? I guess so. It's been a couple of weeks, isn't it? Was it a week last Monday or something? I'm not sure. Maybe we're cutting... Maybe- it was last Tuesday, wasn't it? So... Maybe it's cutting it a bit fine. My, my prediction will be directly related to whether David Moyes is going to be on the ground. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Jesse, what do you reckon? Are you along those same lines as well? Um, I go even further. I think West Ham are rubbish and we don't like nice things for them, but I don't want nice things for Jamie Vardy either. So... Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. A drab nil-nil draw, is that what you want? Yes, exactly. Okay. I would like it to be sad for both sides. <laughs> okay, uh, Southampton versus uh, West Brom, also uh, noon on BT Sport. Um... West Brom, a lot depends on how they're going to bounce back after sort of throwing away that 3-0 lead, uh, doesn't it, Scott? Yeah, that was a bit of a killer. I managed to watch the last 20, 25 minutes of it. Um, Chelsea just sort of threw bodies and attacked them and they couldn't hold on. Um, but Southampton, good win against Burnley. Actually, I thought they played pretty well against Spurs, but they come up against Sun and Kane. 45 minutes. Uh, <laughs> True, but who would you rather have manage you, Hasenhutl or Mourinho? Hey, the rabbit hutch. True, true. Uh, so, so Southampton. Go on then, Adam. What do you reckon? Southampton. Southampton as well, uh, ladies. Southampton. Yeah. All right. Uh, two o'clock on Sky. It's Arsenal versus Sheffield United in the Arturo Lupoli derby. Um, Arsenal. Uh, I did that one for you, Scott. Uh, Arsenal have beaten versus teams starting the day in the bottom three since 2007. Sheffield United winless in six. They've really got to get out of this uh, terrible run, haven't they, Jesse? That is a stat. Yes, they do. And against Arsenal, they might, weirdly. Yeah, even though it's at the Emirates. Yeah, I don't think they will, but I do think they have a shot. Okay. Uh, Emma, uh, Alexander Lacazette scored in his last three. He's pretty good, isn't he? He is. He is. Um, do you think he's a streaky player, or do you think that he's sort of a consistent one that's going to carry on? No, he seems to be quite streaky. He's not Obama Young. Yeah. He's streaky within games. He should have scored two against <laughs> Liverpool. He's literally streaky, like, you know, minute to minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, is streaky minute to minute not just consistency? No. Is that different? Because it's changeable. Isn't it like consistency plus speed? 
bus. It like, sounds like an equation oh, that none of us are going to work out. That's true. <laughs> okay. Uh, two o'clock on Sky is also Wolves versus um, Fulham. Um, Kenny Tete has, has created four chances for Alexandra Mitrovic in 129 minutes. Um, uh, but although Raul Jimenez. Um, of the eight players since August 2019 who have had 100-plus shots, Jimenez has got 14.8% conversion rate, which is the second most. So I'm, despite those chances created, I'm going to go for Wolves. Is anyone going anything different? I want nice things for Nelson Semedo, so I want Wolves to win. Did you just try to make that sound out sound like you were going against some, some stat that was so incredible, but... Uh, Despite this amazing stat, <laughs> I'm going to back Fulham to lose. <laughs> Spike Fact is nailed on that Raul Jimenez will score. <laughs> uh, anyone think anything different other than a Wolves win? Um, I'm going to jump in with Raul Jimenez is a very attractive man, so I'm going to pop him in the chat later. And on that totally useless note, I'm going to go tutor some children. All so right. talk about good things in my absence. Thank you ever so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Miss you already. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Ah, I was trying to nail on through them before she left. Right, we've got two games to talk about. Um, Manchester United versus Spurs. Half past four on uh, Sky on Sunday afternoon. Teddy Sheringham Derby. Of course, his name is an anagram of Heechag Dirty Men. Um, there's been zero draws in this fixture uh, in, in the last 14 occasions. Time for a draw. Yeah, Time for not a draw. until Sunday. Jose. Bruno Fernandes, nine goals and eight assists in 16 Premier League games. And it's interesting you mentioned, uh, Jose, um, he's never beaten a Premier League... A, he's never beaten a team he's previously managed in the Premier League team... Uh, in the Premier League, sorry. Um, he's drawn two, lost four against previous clubs. Bruno Fernandes can score a penalty, which has been given after the final whistle. <laughs> he is a marvel. Can you imagine if that happened in Serie A or La Liga? That <laughs> Twitter would absolutely blow. And if that happened to Juventus or Real Madrid, <laughs> my oh, yeah. God, it would be Coachopoli part two. Um, Manchester United have scored in each of their last 15 Premier League games, which is a record for them, which is something that surprised me, considering all those Fergie years. He's a pioneer, is Ollie. Depends yeah. if they can He's get any found more. out again. Yeah, he is a little bit. Yeah. Do that Monday night team against Brighton just look they look they they're back to looking like a team that's badly coached. Yeah. And, and needs central defence cover and doesn't need Jaden Sancho. Um Adam, you picked Not up on sure my, I buy that. Well, you picked up on my badly worded tweet earlier on, didn't you? Um which was I think it was something on the lines of uh, Edward Wood doesn't really although they, Manchester United need a centre-back and a left-back Edward Wood doesn't want to get one because you know what's sexy about a left-back and a central defender when they can get uh, a marquee player like Jaden Sancho it looks like a huge statement of intent and it's now become some sort of entrenched we want to buy him but Dortmund's saying we're only going to sell him for £120 million but they would you know they'll move absolutely everything to get Sancho over the line even though they don't need him um you're right. I think you're right in the fact that they need a central defender and possibly a left back too. I'm not sure. I buy. I still don't. My position has not changed from 30 seconds ago when I said I'm not sure I buy that. So you still think they need Sancho more than defensive cover? Um, yeah. I think if you look at how, if you look at how their their team looked towards the end of the last season, they looked 
um, attack it. Uh, they looked tired and they looked like they were lacking a little bit something going forward. I think that despite uh, despite the, the if you analyse the some of the individual players actually Manchester United's defensive statistics last season weren't that bad. But if they sell Chris Smalling, they're only a couple of injuries away from Phil Jones. But they never had, didn't have Chris Smalling last season. No, they didn't. That's very true. Scott, has he convinced you? Not. Really. I don't know why they're selling Chris Smalling because I one I reckon he, he wants to go. He wants to go. In an example of Manchester United having no backbone, they will probably end up paying 120 million euros for James Sancho, <laughs> and. Every time, although Man United insisted they wanted twenty, um, they wanted twenty million euros for Chris Smalling. Every time I see the deal being reported now, it keeps getting cheaper and cheaper. Fifteen plus three plus a loan player. <laughs> um, Axel Tuanzebi, uh, Manchester United fans rate quite highly, don't they? He's a central defender. So is Marcus Rojo. He's on loan, isn't he? He's gone back to Argentina. No, he's back. He's back, is he? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So they got is Phil he Jones. A central defender. The left back, <laughs> left sided. Yeah. He's a left-back and a central defender. He solves all their problems. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I believe he, 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 uh, he's like a concept of a central defender. <laughs> like... If Salvador Dali did central defenders. Emma, uh, what do you reckon to this game? Um, what Manchester United need more than anything is an actual proper manager. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I think that might solve a lot of their problems. Are they going to get on by Sunday? Uh, no, and neither are they going to get Usman Dembele. Is he injured again? How dare you? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> You've not been watching this game properly. You don't know if he's not injured yet. Is <laughs> he injured himself brushing his teeth? Got injured playing PlayStation. Um, apparently this is a sign of Dortmund being absolutely brilliant on this because they're going to refuse to sell Jadon Sancho, forcing Manchester United to buy Usman Dembele, and Dortmund have got a sell-on clause for any, any time that no. Barcelona sell Dembele. I saw you trying to still see this tweet and think that it was genius, but you've actually you're you're incredibly mistaken. Am I? Yeah, because they're getting they're trying to get Dembele on loan, so there would be no sell-on clause. But also, the idea is that them getting Dembele on loan would free up um, old old Ronnie Koeman to get his mate Memphis Depay in from Leon, who has a sell-on clause back to who Manchester That's United. Not, yeah. Oh, that Depay in the sky. All that money sloshing around. It goes from one place to another. It's like... It's, all, it's always out of Barcelona somehow. <laughs> Why is it always us? In the words of Mario Balladelli. It's like Lester Freeman, isn't it? If you want to follow the drugs, you follow the money. Um, uh, none of our players have asthma. <laughs> it's only Liverpool players, is it? Okay, fair enough. Uh, uh, I believe I believe Thiago's in phase one of asthma. COVID. <laughs> How do how do we suggest that he needs some sort of medication for his lungs? Oh, maybe if he gets some sort of respiratory disease. That was the Dortmund line in the week, wasn't it? So that Jaden Sancho and another player had a respiratory disease. Maybe he needs some sort of Bradley Wiggins TUE or something like that. What, like the other twenty six players on the on Liverpool's <laughs> books? Um, okay, and finally, uh, speaking of Liverpool, uh, they are last up on Sunday night. They are away to Aston Villa, um, quarter past seven on Sky in the Ronnie Rosenthal Miss Derby. Um, Liverpool can be the first Premier League team to start a campaign with four Premier League wins in three consecutive seasons. If anyone follows that one, did you say they're playing Aston Villa? Yeah. 
Um, I believe I believe in Ross Barkley. Well, yeah, like I said earlier, yeah. Villa and beaten in the last eight. Uh, Liverpool um, have lost one out of eleven at Villa Park, and Sadio Mane's got six in six versus Villa, despite it not being anywhere near the sea. Um, so it's not as easy, I think. Is for that Liverpool. one of the fixtures that they cheated in that season to score a very late, late winner? They were one nil down with about two minutes left, I think. Oh, yeah. Two, Sadio Mane scored, wasn't he? And Tran, yeah. Robbo. Was a Robbo, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you called him Robbo. How sweet. Um, and they just, and then they disrespected them in the Carling Cup as well. Oh, Carabao Cup. Oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah. We were podding at the time about that, weren't we? Were we? Yeah, we're doing our decade review. You couldn't understand what a season was. <laughs> I'm still right on that. I'm still maintaining I'm right. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I can speak for three of us here <laughs> when I say that we are all Aston Villa. <laughs> Je Temporarily. Just we Aston Villa. Je t'aime Aston Villa. <laughs> okay. Um, anyone see Aston Villa winning this one or getting anything from this? No. <laughs> <laughs> having, having said all that. <laughs> I can see Liverpool conceding. Yeah, okay. I do think they can be got at a defence. And it has been shown this season. Yeah. So I could see either Jack Grealish or Ollie Watkins getting one, but Liverpool just gonna to be too strong. Okay. Uh, Adam, I've just it's Ross Barkley's put his name on the cup. <laughs> you think so? Is it? <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Right. Okay. That brings us to the end of our Premier League roundup. Uh, unless anyone's got any other business, that brings us to the end of our podcast. Anyone got any other business? How many games are on Sunday? That's ridiculous. Is it <laughs> six or seven? I think there's six on Sunday, isn't there? Um, and weirdly, a load of them are all on at the same time, which isn't particularly helpful. Can I just say something about uh, Granada, who have qualified for the Europa League? Oh, yeah. Proper, I saw that earlier. And they are a very tiny club, and it's a very impressive achievement. Okay, you can. Um, go on. It's, it's, it, for anyone that doesn't watch any Spanish football, give them a sort of Premier League team equivalent or a, an English football team equivalent. Uh, well, they were newly promoted last season mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> managed to get into the Europa League spots and they have qualified for you. So I guess... Sheffield um, United? Was, yeah, I guess so. Um, but they're a smaller club than Sheffield United. Okay, so this is it's like if Bournemouth had ever made the Europa League, we're talking that sort of thing, are we? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Mm, kind of. <laughs> In a not very kind of way, it is definitely that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Okay. For the sake of ending this podcast, yes. <laughs> it's definitely that. Okay, we are Man on the Post. We are at Man on the Post on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well to give us a like. Uh, if you like what you hear, you can give us a five-star review. Um, and all reviews, five-star reviews are gratefully received. You can download us from uh, Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher, Spotify, and Acast. Uh, Chris and Simon and Dave and probably Ross, uh, unless he's feeling unwell, still will be here on Sunday to um, review the games that we've been previewing. Emmett, uh, they can't follow you, can they? For the completely nope. wrong person to come to first. Um, really <laughs> Although you can follow Jesse at Jesse Loach on Twitter. Adam, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? Adam SA101. Scott, if they want to follow you. Scott underscore Monroe. And you can follow me at CHingham77. Right, guys, thank you ever so much. Pleasure. Welcome. And always remember to keep your man on the post.